Hey everyone and welcome to episode 13 of the Audience Please podcast with me, your host Adam. Welcome back to those who've listened before and uh, welcome to new listeners as well. Please go like, subscribe and follow on all of the various platforms and social medias. Um, really helps out small podcasts like mine. Um, so before we dive into this week's interview, you may or may not have seen the exciting news that uh, I'm putting on my first gig, um, which my friends are sick to the back teeth of hearing me waffle on about before this. So, sorry guys, you're going to hear it again and you're going to see it all over social media for the next few months. So, I'm going in to partnership with my good friend Tom Parrish, so shout out to Tom, um, with his promotion hunting season and we're putting on an all-dayer at the Victoria in Dalston in London, fantastic venue by the way, uh, been there loads recently, seen some fantastic gigs there, it's on the 30th of May and it is the measly price of £10 for eight bands and the tickets are available on Dice as we speak. Um, before I get to the lineup, all of the uh, profits from the day and the ticket sales um, will go towards two, two charities, so Project Mama and Gendered Intelligence. So if you do buy a ticket, um, obviously... You'll be doing your bit for the, uh, those two projects. Um, do go check out what they do online. Um, they're really, really fantastic charities. So to the lineup. So there's eight bands. There's still one special guest to be announced, which will slot in uh, somewhere around the middle of the lineup. But we've got Mass Lines, Punching Swans, Brasher, Tane, Radpit, Drones, and The Hell. Who are headlining the evening? Absolutely superb lineup. Well chuffed with it. Um, buzzing to see all of these bands, especially the Hell, because I actually missed their free show a few weeks ago at House of Vans, and it looked like it kicked off. Um, so yeah, thank you to all those bands for signing up for this all day. It's going to be really, really good. Hopefully the sun will be out, so you can come along with your mates, have a beer, and see a load of great bands on May thirtieth. So diving into this week's podcast, I spoke to James and Tom of Goddamn, and Goddamn, it's good to have those guys back. Um, they've just released a self-titled album, first one for about three or four years, I think it is, since the since the last album. Um, we caught up just before they went on stage at the Shackwella Arms for the album launch, which was at the end of a short short tour. Um and yeah, highly recommend their their new album. Um, and the, yeah, the gig was fantastic. It was the first time I crowd surfed in about 10 years. So it just shows you the uh, fun and intensity in the room. It was, uh, it was a free gig and it was absolutely rammed in there. Uh, just ma managed to squeeze in down the right-hand side. If you've been in the Shackle World before for a sold-out show, you know uh, how cramped it can get in that room. But yeah, really, really good to have have them back. And we talked around, obviously, the new album and what's been going on. Um, we talked a bit around the um, recording process, which was kind of interesting. They did something that I've not really seen before from a band. Um, so yeah, it was good to good to chat about that. So anyway, enjoy everyone. Um, like I said, go and buy a ticket for for the gig um, on May thirtieth. Um, it will be a great day. Enjoy the podcast, everyone, and catch you next time. Bye. 
So, uh, hey Tom, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm Excellent. good. I'm Excellent. good. We're in the uh, the basement of the uh, Shackle Arms. Yes, it's in... quiet for now, isn't it? It's quiet so, for now. There yeah, is yeah. a bit of background noise, so I apologise to uh, the listeners if there is any background noise. But it's what it is. It's not the first time. Cool. So we've got James sitting next to me, so he can lunge in for some <laughs> questions. Hi, James. Maybe take maybe take a cool bit of content photo of us for, uh, <laughs> for yeah. uh, Adam's so- well, socials. Well, that's, that's something that I keep yeah. forgetting to do is uh, take photos of the band, so I will do that uh, okay. straight after. But, um, candid yeah. one. Yeah, can- <laughs> very, very candid, just yeah. uh, sipping a beer. But, um, yeah, how's the uh, tour been going so far? The tour's been amazing. Um, we had that one of those things where the first show of the tour, we were really worried about it because we, you know, we hadn't played Nottingham in a while, and... Uh, it was nice to play to, you know, an almost sold out room and we've been off so long and we don't, you know, we never expect that many people to like our music and it's nice when they do. Yeah. And, uh, and then Leeds, uh, you know, maybe a bunch of hipsters on their phone. I had to tell them <laughs> off a few times. But uh, yeah, so they, I'm sure they were enjoying it through their phone screens. Yeah. Um, uh, but that was great. Um, a very memorable gig. And then uh, Bristol last night. <laughs> Uh, was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, do you want Do you want to elaborate on that? Should I know we do we that ch- now. Well, yeah, you can yeah. do if okay. you want. We were well, it was it, it was it was yeah. the it was this it was the one on the tour that was like falling behind sales wise. You know, we were okay. like, oh, which you surprises know. me for Bristol because it, of the crowd well, that's there. If you think about it, it made sense to me now in hindsight now that there was a room full of people, but <laughs> like. <laughs> um, you know, it's the kind of place where it's it's the more kind of cult bands that do well, and the, the doom bands, and the you know, and the the more noise rock bands tend to do better there. And I'm a fan of that kind of music, and I'm really shit with this kind of thing. But yeah. I, if you know, if I know the band personally, then I might ask for a cheap list or something, and I might be able to get in. Yeah, yeah. But I I'm really bad with the bands that I like. I'm really bad at buying tickets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just like normally turn up because I know there's normally tickets available for that. And obviously people were of that mentality, yeah, you know, yeah. like, oh, my God, there's not going to be that many people there. But fuck it. We're going to have a good time, whatever. And then there's like loads of fucking people there. So that was great. Yeah. Um, and then there was this. Uh, <laughs> there was, actually, I bought a ticket recently. I, uh, the first time I paid a sizable amount of money for a gig, I spent 27 pounds for the OCs show because I knew it'd oh, sell out. And, and like, the, o- the OCs are brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And all like. You know, I had a bit of FOMA there. All my all my pals who I know, we all love that band. You know, I just yeah. like being there for my friends and being there because I love the band. It's just like a you know a, a holy communion of of music. You know, <laughs> so, um, so uh, yeah, there was back to the Bristol show. There was this guy who was just going like like jeering the bands, the the support bands, the two support bands, uh, Ghostly Avalanche, who were fucking amazing, yeah. and Brasher, who you definitely need to check, check out. Both yeah. those bands, fucking incredible bands. Love, love Brasher. Amelia, Brasher. Uh, Amelia and Max. Uh, are my, I've, those Ma- is Mel really the guitarist? Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. She's she's fucking awesome. Uh, incredible man, incredible riffs. And as with uh, Ghostly Avalanche, just like quintessential death and above, but more noise rock. So, yeah. you know, it's fucking great. So he was jeering these bands on during the show and like, being really mouthy and I was like does he know both these bands or something you know like, that's cool it's fine um, I wonder if he's going to be like this for us or if he's just going to go to the back whatever and <laughs> we, we, we we play like that those two or three songs together at the start of the set so there's not much chance for people to breathe you know yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then we finished those two songs, and this guy says something random in the crowd, and I was like, what? like, like he was trying to wind me up or something. Like he was doing <laughs> it, and like I could sense the tone. So I stopped what I was doing, Barrel, uh, Slipknot playing, Slipknot supporting. That was, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Clown. You hear the, you hear the yeah. keg in the background. If you hear Clown warming up, yeah, that, that's he's... might see uh, Tortilla, Tortilla face, Tortilla man, in. Tortilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll have a word with him in a bit. <laughs> it, it takes, it takes just a little gentle stroke, and I'll stop. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Uh, so I stopped what I was doing and I, I walked out into the crowd with the, you know, it's the bit where I sing and don't play guitar. And I, you know, put the microphone to him. And I said, if you got any, what was that you wanted to say? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you obviously want a microphone, like, you know, like friendly, you know, like jocular kind of stuff. And he was just looked so out of his face. Yeah. And uh, he just went, rock on like that. I was like, let's go then. Okay. And uh, as the gig went on, he, uh, you know, got Didn't more improve. and more. Yeah, yeah, got more and more. I mean, you're allowed to go apeshit at a, sh a show. Yeah. You're allowed to be aggressive at a show. I'm a firm believer that, like, our music, the music that we make is a safe place for a kind of violence, you know, a catharsis, yeah. you know. Oh, 100%. You know, no, I don't we, want... That's why we all go to gigs. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I come, the bands I love, and if I get into it, and if I'm, you know, I'm in the right mood that night, I'll come back with bruises. And yeah. I come back with bruises every night from our own shows. So I... I don't ever expect anybody to do that. We've definitely had some of the best shows that we've played, the best reactions we've had. People have stood there and just sang along and enjoyed the show, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. But this guy was going like fucking ape shit, and like I was like, wicked, that's fine. And then we were kind of half watching him, and and uh, I could see James because he was like not singing in parts, just like keeping in like an eagle eye on him. And I was like, right, this guy's becoming a problem. I noticed a yeah, couple of people. Yeah who I know who were at the show looked a bit unhappy. Well, you know, like, you know when a friend's unhappy, you can tell their face a mile off. I was like, right, okay, this guy's becoming an issue. So I stopped and, um, you know, after the song, and I said, hi, what's your name? And he said, Ty. And I said, Ty, he's cool with this, by the way, I've spoken to him since. <laughs> um, uh, do you know, like, uh, can we just make sure everybody's having a good time? You know, like, there's, you can go ape shit and stuff, but, like, go ape shit there. Yeah, right yeah. In, and, your own, in, your uh, in your own space yeah, and people yeah. all join in and stuff and like we carried on anyway he like gets more and more aggy and i thought i i did like a little kind of flobby spit i'll never spit phlegm into the crowd i'll sometimes like spit it on the floor on the stage or like spit it up to the side or whatever the guys are used to it they spat on me the, yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. know it's like <laughs> pop. i don't enjoy it being spat on that's <laughs> okay anyway anyway <laughs> uh, maybe yeah maybe they secretly hate me for it but <laughs> Tolerate it. They know, like, if he's going to sing this next bit and not hurl, then I need to get that that uh, back of your mouth stuff out. Anyway, yeah, it's funny as a as a, a side note. I was talking to the frauds guys last night when right. I was out with them, and they Gert were talking guys. about the one time that Joe Talbot accidentally spat on them on the, in the early <laughs> days of Idols, and they, he was very much like, "Oh, sorry, I'm so so sorry." Yeah, I yeah, spat yeah. On you. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to spit on anybody. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, put it yeah, that yeah. way. Anyway, so <laughs> there was this really, it's a really low stage there. You've been there, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this thing was just creeping further and further down. And I stopped Ooh. and it was like, okay, can we, we just all need to acknowledge. And I know that that dangly bit of spit's there. And, and I tried to like wipe it out of the way and it kept coming down. I was like, fucking hell, what have I done there? Anyway, I turned to this tie and I was like, tie, <laughs> uh, I dare you to like insinuated for him to you know eat this thing and i'll give you a free and then i was like i'm joking don't do it and he was before i could like get my words out properly he jumped on stage and started eating this Ooh. this this fucking alien dangling from the stage i mean i mean it was fucking hilarious <laughs> right and, and grim you know so i'm just gonna have a swig of a beer but 
Mm. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely an unforgettable show. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's the second time in two days you've told me that story. Oh, because you saw the socials. Or something. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I'm not one for. Yeah, I'm yeah. not one for gob or spit, and it just yeah. makes me go. Uh, Flemington Spa. Oh, God, yeah. So, um, talking about the shows, um, obviously your album's been out a couple of weeks now. Yeah. How's the Two reception weeks. been to the, the new new material as well? Obviously, we took a bunch of time off and we didn't expect people to hang yeah. around and be like, you know... Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. That's yeah, been yeah. three years since the last album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, this album's been in the bag for maybe two years, you know, as in we've recorded it and we've had it mixed and stuff maybe 18 months. Yeah. And... Um, so, you know, some of this album, we started writing it like 2016 time, even, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. Um, I'd say 2017, we started writing it. And uh, yeah, so it's one of those things where we didn't, you know, we were pushing for whatever we could, mm. but we certainly didn't expect people to still be into our band, you know. Okay. Um, so, but the response to it has been some of the best and like most heartfelt, and it feels like the most sincere responses and people are really digging it. Um, that we've ever had for any album, you know? Yeah. And it feels like we're kind of cut, cutting our own groove again, you know? Yeah. I think we 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 had to do the last album. Uh, we loved the last album, but it was definitely, like, more of a pop record, you mm. know? And I love making pop music. Yeah. I fucking will always accidentally write hooks and stuff like that. <laughs> and... Um, so, what are you doing? That's the weirdest yeah, sensual there's, there's thing. A, so, obviously the, obviously, the people on the podcast can't see, but there is a man doing stretches in James, the, uh, our yeah, James uh, multi instrumentalist. <laughs> I'm in hospital two weeks ago with a back injury, so I need to make sure that I'm limber. Stretched limber. Yeah, yeah exactly. James thought he texted us and thought that his lung had collapsed. Yeah, it was, it was not what? nice a couple of days. Yeah. What happened? Um, oh, like paramedics came round and stuff. He's a bachelor. He's just wanking himself into oblivion <laughs> at home. Um, I, honestly, like, I don't know. Uh, my body just decided it was going to fuck with me, basically. Yeah. Uh, it's okay now. I just need I'm, to make sure I'm... It's normally me that that kind of, like, hypochondriac shit happens to, you know? Yeah. Like, there's blood in my poo. No, I'm just wiping my bum too hard. Yeah, yeah, kind of exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. what were we talking about? Uh, <laughs> so that yeah, so the the gap between last album and this album, yeah. and the um, reception. Yeah, the reception. Yeah. And, I, and I suppose like um, a sort of follow-on question, which you can add to, is like, um, like why 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 such a long break? Because you were obviously quite an active band yeah. um, before then, and it's been a, been a while as well. Yeah, I mean, I think we got to a point where we needed to take a break for sure. Yeah. Um, this band's not the kind of band that's been consistent income for us. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely been times where it's paid the bills. Yeah. Um, uh, no, there's definitely been times when Dave Grohl's paid our bills. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of, um, I, I had two kids yeah. in, in that yeah. space of time. Well, no, had another kid and, um, and then, um, you know, we just took our time demoing it. We demoed like we've never demoed before. Okay. Um, hard and lots of demoing over, you know, we meet once, maybe twice a week, if that. Yeah. Um, so that kind of takes time for those things to come together. And we're not, you know, um, uh, we, we, we were happy to take a break because we got to the point where people thought, definitely I got, there was a sense in the air where people just thought they'd see us on tour with another band, yeah. you know. And like being that support band, yeah, yeah being yeah, that, yeah. and we were, and I enjoyed that, and that was yeah. fucking great. A lot in 2017, 
yeah. 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 I mean, we, we didn't did do as many, as much as many as a lot of bands, but it definitely but felt. When you're holding down jobs and stuff. As well, yeah. Yeah. And I, it's, I, yeah. It's tough. My family was growing, and like you yeah. know. Um, well, a lot of bands that I speak to are in that position where yeah. a, a lot of bands are like they're not quite signed or they are signed, but they're still not getting that income from label and that support. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I've heard some hilarious rumours about the amount of <laughs> money that we got from our bands. James, when he joined this band, he was like, oh, I heard you got like... 10,000 each. 10,000 each or something. And we're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> The album's been paid for and, you know, there's some pocket money. But like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, and that, that runs out, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we took some time off and uh, we just like remembered why we were why we uh, are in this band and yeah. remembered the kind of music that we should be making and the kind of attitude we should be having yeah yeah um and you know w- we wish we could gig more mm. we wish the 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 gap wasn't as much we definitely enjoyed the gap to a certain extent yeah um but we were aware that we could be completely irrelevant by the time we come back you know yeah. um but that's there's people who dig our music and more people who dig our music, which mm. is which is great. Like, I honestly didn't expect that and we're not the kind of band who's got loads of money behind us and, you know, radio and PR on, on our side, you know, as much as we've got a radio plugger and a PR, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's, not, uh, it's not something that uh, we're technically winning at, but, you know, yeah, yeah. people are really digging the new record and I'm really surprised and really yeah, it's, flattered, it's, you know. Yeah, so. it's been really nice to see the reaction and, again, like, talking around a lot of the bands that... Like the the scene that I'm sort of in in London and like mm. the Bristol scene, and when your album came out, the reaction was amazing. Yeah, like, I was really happy with it. Really yeah, happy yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, we were all really happy with it. So yeah, we've got Ashley Weaver here. He's yeah, turned up. He's, he's just turned up. He's in sunglasses. You actually look like uh, I'm not being racist here, but the Jewish Jim Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Uh, yeah, Jews are Jews are I, fucking cool. We've I, always said like Jews are the coolest. Like out of like chic. For religion, yeah. like they look badass. Don't I they? think that's I think that's the intro clip for the podcast. Or yeah, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Well, religious references and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, exactly. So, so um, talking around uh, James that sat with us, how uh, how has it been uh, becoming a three piece again, and James coming on board as well? Do you want to answer this? I've answered this loads. Do you want to answer this? Um, yeah, hang on. There's not much, not much length. Oh do yeah, sorry. Should we do a swaparoo? Yeah, yeah. Let's do a swaparoo. Sorry, there's a little swaffery um, going on. Well, from their perspective, I'm sure it's been shit, but I've had a good time. <laughs> um, so how did you yeah. how did you uh, meet these guys and be, um, um, well, become a part of Co- Goddamn? T- to be honest, it, it's it's an odd one. Um, well, no, it's not. It's not an odd one. It's you know. I, it's like, like, it felt but like the most natural thing. Yeah, like I knew these guys through just going to gigs and being part of the Birmingham music scene anyway, and our bands are played together previously. Yeah. And um, I didn't know that they were looking out for another member I don't think anyone did um, except all the people that declined until I said yes no. <laughs> um, but, um, and I, I guess I, I think what it was is that I knew I think Tom and Ash knew that they wanted to expand the lineup but they didn't want to go down the traditional route of either River in back to having another guitarist or yeah. getting a bass player and Tom knew that I played a bit of synth and he knows that I'm a big gear nerd and that I've been around the block a bit in terms of touring with my own band and other bands and stuff so it was kind of just a, initially it was sort of a tentative like oh do you want to come on tour with us and do a bit of guitar teching and, and do a bit of playing here and mm. there and then we just sort of I kind of just turned up with a synth one day and I was like let me play this and we just <laughs> sort of made it work and it, it just happened really organically so it wasn't a very forced thing and it's, it's added a new energy and we're I think as people we're all vastly different but we all have the same sort of a 
kind of do or die approach to it, especially playing live. Like we all go pretty ballistic and we're all quite yeah. untethered in that sense. So it I seems to work I, quite I, well. I, li I like bands like that with massively different personalities, but when you put them on stage together, it's yeah, just it's like become, a perfect storm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of bands I know like that. We, we all absolutely fucking hate each other, but it's like a brotherly thing. <laughs> where, like, where, where we've just given up on hating each other. You know, like the hatred is I mean, so... let's put it this way. I can't think of two other people that would put up with being spat on by Tom. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, Ash, just, Ash doesn't like it. We'll see what happens the other night and be like, you know what, I'm out. Ash, <laughs> is, Ash has definitely <laughs> flobbed on me a few times over the years. I remember when, you first, when we first started playing together and Ash would... Uh, we had a manager at the time, this, like, kid. And... Yeah. Uh, not great guy, Gareth. And uh, he he was telling Ash off for, for you've got to stop spitting on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for me, well, for me, it's like I you, when you get that much. F I, okay, shall I get a splatoon? A spittoon? What is it called? Yeah, like a little yeah, cup I can spit in. Brass buckets. Yeah. yeah. Well, basically, it's it's because I'm like, if I don't clear that, I'm just gonna hurl up everywhere. Yeah. Like I push myself so much when I'm singing. I see spots, and uh, and I. And I feel like I'm going to be sick. Yeah. All like constantly. That's pretty <laughs> much my, my experience of playing a gig. It's like seeing spots, feeling like I'm going to pass out and be sick. Fitness. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> like, like, a ga like a gas and air kind of thing as well. I would have. Do you, do you need, oxygen. like, uh, after, each, after each song, like in a boxing match, just have someone like patch you up and I, I'd do that. Go. I'd do that. I'll, I'll, I'll sit in the. Some of our recent gigs have become like boxing matches. Yeah, I have been. I have never been so bruised from shows in I'll, my life. I'll tell you what. I'll sit in the corner with one of those like uh, cold metal pads that they have yeah. to uh, seal the wounds. And, I, d uh, I don't think it's because that would be amazing. That would be awesome. <laughs> I, d I don't think it's because it doesn't feel like we're going any more ape shit. It's just whether we're more clumsy or something or like. I'm probably going more ape shit. I think I am. Uh, yeah, I think we just like you don't feel pain at the time, and then you oh, come. You come oh, yeah. <laughs> And then you've got paramedics when you're flat at 4 a.m. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think that's probably what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. I definitely was like, I had my like, shins and my legs were black. And like, oh. we were, shins are the worst. Yeah. 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 It's the band. The band are fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to really trash another band. Yeah. Chins, yeah. yeah. Oh, didn't, did one of them die? Did I imagine? No, no, okay, no, I'm imagining that. That's somebody else. That's oh, somebody my God. Else. No, that's I'm thinking did. of. Uh, yeah, it's the Beatles. Yeah, I'm thinking of... <laughs> they were sub-pop sub -pop band, weren't they? The Shins. Yeah, yeah. and I'm thinking yeah, yeah, of yeah, Afghan yeah. Wigs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, Afghan Wigs. Sorry, no, Shins. That's all right. So um, quickly before we move on to the uh, last part of the podcast around top gigs played and top gigs been to, I um, just want to quickly talk around the recording process for the new album because yeah. it's massively interesting. So you recorded some of it with... Uh, well, recorded with Sylvia Massey. Yeah. In a tube station. Uh, well, not all of it. We record. We did yeah. the, the sum total of recording in the tube station was one hour. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> On the fucking clock. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do you want to talk about that first? Or do you want to talk about the record? Or? Yeah, no, go for that. Uh, talk we'll go about for the that. tube station. Um, yeah. So, Sylvia um, has this. She's well known. She's got a book out called Recording Unhinged, mm. and her whole shtick and her whole like a vibe and mentality is: we've got to do something crazy. Everything's got to be you know, out there and different. And there's got to be at least one let's go somewhere gorilla rogue. Yeah. And um, she was adamant, you know, we're an underground band. She wanted us to be like, uh, obviously she wants the, the record to do break out from the underground, but like she wanted us to go and do uh, a session in the underground. And there's uh, a tube station called Aldwych Tube Station 
many of you might know, where it was like disused, but they kept it like periodic kind of 1920s, 1930s tube station style. Um, So they do loads of filming for TV down there and they've done like the fire starter video was in those tubes and stuff. So anyway, so it's fucking expensive to go down there. Like really expensive. And she was like, I really want to like spend like do loads of recording down there and I'm like right okay cool and then she did all the research and she's like it's going to be two thousand pounds for two hours and that's way more expensive than a lot of studio there's really way more expensive than a whole album for most people right um so there's no way we're going to do the album in two hours but there was a song on the record called tiny wings Mm. which is that that title cracks me up because it's kind of uh, there's a song by uh, Vic and Bob called Tiny Eyes Oh, <laughs> oh <God. laughs> so tiny and small if it's I, not like that but <laughs> actually it's fairly twee isn't it would you say you love that song it's fairly twee it, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, the Vic and Bob are a massive influence on the, the band so it's probably yeah. percolated its way through so um, anyway so there was some acoustic and some like really stripped down drums that could work yeah. for that for that song so we were like right let's do a bit of drums let's do a bit of acoustic let's do a bit of vocals down there I think we only end up using the, the drums and some guitar and uh, yeah so we we basically came to a deal with the department for transport where uh, we we because the band were paying this out of our own pocket you know okay. um and we just wanted to make Sylvia happy. You know? <laughs> the, the, you know, the label paid for the record and we paid for this this bit. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we agreed that we could get there uh, down and back up in one hour. Um, and we could do it for a thousand pounds. We're like, this is our budget. And they were like, right, okay, well, you've got one hour. Um, and it worked. And we got all that time. We did some filming and we got a wicked drum sound. Um, like it's, you know... Her plan made absolute sense. If you go on YouTube and go for like thunderous drum sound in a tube station, you'll see a clip of Ash playing drums in the tube station. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't realize and that. Yeah. And you can see why she's chosen that place. You know, there's yeah. there's there's a method in the madness. You know. Yeah, yeah. And then of course we did the record. We did it live. The rest of the record okay. is all live. I didn't know that. Um, there's some overdubs of acoustic guitars. Yeah. Uh, and then we did the vocals. Um, in the control room with an SM58, very similar microphone to the, the ones you're using now. This is yeah, a woman yeah. with the with the world's biggest microphone collection, and she's picked the world's most widely used, cheapest <laughs> microphone to do the vocals hey, on. Hey, sometimes that works. But she was like, "This yeah. is the sound of your band." I want. We, she came down to the lockup and heard us play, and she was like, "I just want to capture this." Yeah, you know. So we did it live, all of us in the same room. Walked into the control room, did the vocals overdubs, did some vocals through headphones and a guitar and a guitar pedal, um, a bit of acoustic guitar, and that's it. So it's a live record, you know. Nice. No different than if we'd have done it with Steve Albini or somebody, but yeah, she's yeah. just like turbocharged it, you know. <laughs> so that's amazing. Um, and loads of like, you know, uh, a fuzz pedal made out of a lamp, and um, you know. Weird shit, weird shit, like so using hose pipes as microphones and stuff. Did and you fly out to America to go and record No, she came those? to, she came to, we did it in Cheshire, oh. a studio called Edge Recording sh- Studio. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. And we did some of the acoustics in, um, uh, and a couple of vocal overdubs in um, RML Studio in Wolverhampton. Okay. So, it, you know, flying three blokes over to her studio is cheaper, is more expensive than flying one person. And she was over here doing an Abbey Road masterclass as well. And oh, okay. uh, she so did a Maid of Ale session yeah. and stuff. So I think the Abbey Road thing and the Maid of Ale thing covered her flights there and we covered her flights back, that kind of thing. So oh, nice. 
Awesome. Um, yeah. No, it sounds like a great experience. And yeah, it was, it was amazing. Re- I was reading up about her, um, obviously, before this podcast. And yeah, I mean, what an amazing mm. person to work with. Like, we might the, never get to do that again. I'd yeah. work with her in a heartbeat. Again, yeah. with, a, in a, with a heartbeat. You, I mean, you, you, know? look at, you look at her CV with like Tool and Prince and Johnny Cash and, and stuff. Yeah, I mean, all so the stuff that she did with Rick Rubin. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like insane. And then in her own right, that, that, that um, Tool album, you know, is obviously incredible. Yeah, yeah. But her main, like, I, I love the sound of her records, but for me, it was it was definitely more her approach and stuff. Is that so you you approached her because of, because of that? I got or? her book for Christmas. Oh, and, okay. Uh, I'd got into recording and stuff, and, and uh, I was like, we made a list of the top five producers we'd like to work with and she was top of the list and we yeah. worked her way down and obviously the record label had um, contacts with her from Skunk and Nancy. Oh yeah. Uh, and they, I think they still had an outstanding debt with, uh, with <laughs> Sylvia Massey's from the 90s. Really? So, uh, from Skunk and Nancy. I'm going to get told off for that but it's the truth. <laughs> um, and that. that's record labels isn't it? And uh, <laughs> but One Little Indian are great. We fucking love them. Like genuinely they're like family. Um, so we got her paid twice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah and um, she was the first one that we sent her like the album and demos and she, she fucking loved it and you know, it was it's great to make that happen. Yeah. Like one of the best times of my life, for sure. Amazing to hear. Right, mm. cool. So, yeah, on to the last bit of the podcast and uh, most interesting part is top three gigs you've played and then top three gigs that you've been to as a fan. So really intrigued because I know we were chatting before and there's a lot of bands that I haven't actually heard of. So All right, okay. Well, do, do you want James as well or should we just, for time, should we just go for me? Do, do I'm going to do this and then you, um, you uh, this has just been sprang on you, so oh, I've I, prepped I, I, this. Okay, top three <laughs> gigs I've been to. Uh, Selfish Cunt at the Macbeth. Yeah. Uh, incredible band. They've got like... Uh, Where are they from? Uh, they're from London. Oh, are they? Uh, punk bands, uh, like a noise rock punk band who are, you know... Uh, Martin Tomlinson is like such a huge inspiration for me vocally and performance-wise. I wish I could be like a smidge of what he does, you know. And... Uh, uh, yeah, I saw him at the Macbeth, and then I saw him a bunch of times when they they got back together. I'd say the Macbeth was was my favourite one, yeah. and then because um, it's smaller than this kind of yeah, venue. Macbeth's a good little venue. Fucking yeah. love that venue. Uh, and then I'd say the Monotonics. If anybody's seen the Monotonics, they'll go, yeah, it's probably one of my favourite gigs they've ever been to. <laughs> you know, um, they just uh, play in the crowd and uh, you know carry their equipment out sta- out 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 the venue and start playing around the venue and uh, just like, I mean. They were doing this 15 years ago, yeah. and then a bunch of bands like The Chariot decided to copy them, and, and, yeah. oh, and it's like okay. it's that yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, where, yeah. But it's more like party rock and less kind of emo-y kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, less kind of post-hardcore, more just like Israeli party riffs, you know. <laughs> and they're just they're, they're it's like I don't want to, I'm not going to be. They look like three Borats in a, in the band, right? Like, yeah. as in the 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 what in a suit and yeah, yeah. Like really? They all no, no. Like as in like <laughs> like, like, like yeah, Shemir. It's like when they're like all talking like that to each other and yeah, stuff, yeah. and like, uh, and it's not a comedy act. They're fucking amazing. Like they're fucking incredible. I just realised that people use Borat as a derogatory term, and I didn't I didn't mean it like that. No, no, that's a, right. it's a term of awe, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, incredible band, and then um. There's a band from London uh, who actually I'd say I saw them at the Macbeth and I saw them at the, the uh, what's that the Frog venue in Brighton. Oh, um, the Frog and Fiddle. Frog and Fiddle. Oh, I think that's closed down now, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah it yeah. has closed down. Yeah. Great venue. Um, 
I saw them, I think maybe they, I saw them a few times that year, uh, but the one that really springs to mind is seeing them at the Frog and Fiddle, a band called iRock. Mm. Um, and it's like, the, the extended version of the name is the Intergalactic Republic of Congo. And, uh, and just phenomenal charisma. The, the uh, singer Mike just he's like a prophet you know on stage you know yeah like he just uh commands a crowd like no other it was, he was fucking amazing nice. and then three gigs that i played um uh stuff so something like you know the first time we played download was was amazing you yeah. know when, definitely uh, when was that uh that would have been 2015 and we played it the year oh, afterwards nice. that was amazing yeah um i think i actually enjoyed the second time that we played with the food fighters in budapest more just because the crowd were more responsive, and we played an amazing show. And was that it was, quite? Was that quite a huge show then? Yeah, not like, as big as when we first played with them in Manchester. Yeah, um, but it was you know it was like thirteen thousand people there, wow. or something, you know? and it, it genuinely felt like we had them like in the palm of our hands. That's amazing, you know, which yeah. was fucking awesome to have. You know. Yeah. Um, and then um, Just qu- quickly on that though, like, have you found that um, generally playing abroad? Um, either supporting other bands or playing on your own, do you find those crowds more receptive um, than UK crowds can be sometimes? Sometimes. I know it's quite, quite harsh on UK fans, but... In a different way. Yeah. Physical in their appreciation. They're, le- they're a lot less self-conscious, I think. And that's fine. Like, I've definitely been gone... Eight, we're talking about this earlier. I've definitely gone apeshit shows and had to, like, keep my behavior in check. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, but... And I've definitely stood there and really had the best time and probably looked like I was bored. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's a lot of people like that, you know, each to their own. Um, But further to your question, I think, yeah, I think they're just a lot less insecure than English people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I, I definitely feel that sometimes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough, isn't it? I think most English people go, yeah, I'm really insecure. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's fine. Um, Did we... Oh, my my, my third favourite one. Ah... Fuck. Can I leave it at that? <laughs> yeah, that's fine, mate. That's fine. Yeah. Well, we talked a lot around. Bristol last night was fucking crazy. That's yeah, probably up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was really good. Uh, well, do you want James's? Should we yeah, wind it up? James, if you've got any uh, uh, top I've highlights. Top of three gigs I've been to. Um, probably Deer Hunter and Caleb Barn. Oh, Deer Manchester. Hunter. Uh, I've not seen Deer Hunter for James time. Mo- oh, oh, no. James is the arty one in the band. Yeah. So. I was, I was, I was going to say the way you two addressed, I could never tell that James was more uh, arty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Caleb Bond and uh, Deer Hunter in Manchester last year. Yeah. And um, oh, Angel Olsen, I think, in Nottingham Rock City. Nice. That was incredible. And great venue as uh, well. Also, to throw a curveball in, probably before I joined this band, when I saw them at the Heron Hounds oh. in Birmingham, oh. remember that? That, that was, was insane. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was. I was very, very drunk. But, <laughs> but it was. It was James amazing. has managed to be sober now for like a month or something. Six weeks. Six yeah. weeks. Six yeah. weeks. So. Round of um, applause. Yeah, round of applause. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'd be my free. Um, yeah. And top three gigs I've played, probably, I'll go with Tom. The thing is, there's always you know there's a one there's always one gig to to trump the last one you know. So, yeah. But generally. If everything's good on stage and people are into it, they're always 10 out of 10. Because there's no better way to spend James is in a band called Mutes. Do you want to tell anybody about your yeah. favorite Mutes show? Um, 
man. I feel that there's a story behind this. No, 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 no. I don't know. Actually, last time we played here, that was was great um, for Josh for Roadkill. Um, nice. And we've. Um, Are mute still yeah, going as well? Yeah, we just started recording our next album Prolific, last week. Mate. So nice. Um, that'll be coming out hopefully later in a year. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I'll save this for my own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can definitely come back on, don't you worry. <laughs> oh. And on that note, I quit. <laughs> and, yeah, and on that bombshell. Um, thank well, thank you so much for coming Bless on, guys. You, I, I know time's pressed tonight, so I'm going to let go you get guys... Something to eat. Yeah, Tom needs to go and get some to eat. And, um, yeah, thanks for everyone for listening, and uh, I'll see you next time. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Ciao.